When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Tech Sideline High Tech Studios in Blacksburg, Virginia, it's Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy our audio format of TSL Today as we focus on a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we'll sit down with managing editor David Cunningham to talk all things tech men's and women's hoops, including the win over Boston College, the men's current position, and the women's date coming up with Georgia Tech. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by the Hokie Way. The Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations as a way to get back to the community. Your contributions to the Hokie Way support Hokies NIL are tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. All right, and now let's bring in our managing editor, David Cunningham, back here on set at Tech Sideline. David, I got to start with this. I'm in a great mood today because it is 59 degrees outside. I am tired. I, I read it on my car coming over here. I am tired of the snow, the weather. I am thrilled, and we get to we get to talk about a Hokies victory today, too. It is weirdly warm. It yes. doesn't it doesn't feel that warm because it's a little rainy and a little drizzly in Blacksburg, which I'm not complaining about. Like let the snow kind of wash away a little bit, but yeah, it feels kind of nice outside. And Virginia Tech now, I mean, last handful of days Virginia Tech has won three games in Castle Coliseum, chance for a a fourth on Thursday, chance for a wrestling mm-hmm. victory on Friday, chance for a sixth on on Saturday. And then Sunday, I mean, there, there's a lot going on in Blacksburg right now. Well, let's start with last night. That was a big win for Virginia Tech, particularly shorthanded, 76-71 to 71 over Boston College last night inside Castle Coliseum. Tech's first victory over the Eagles since 2019. Mike Young's first win against Boston yeah. College. He's now beaten everybody else, everybody in the ACC. He had beaten everybody else. Boston College was the one. 0-5 against them. Hokies finally got over that hump. Good win. Um, Virginia Tech was down three guys. Brandon Recksteiner got poked in the eye. He should be back on Saturday against Georgia Tech. Mikai Long has knee soreness. John Camden was sick. The first two guys are big contributors. Um, Long more than Recksteiner. Hokies were down three guys. Only used a seven-man rotation and were still, still able to gut it out against Boston College. I thought they shot well. thought they defended well. thought they took care of the ball pretty well, uh, got beat on the glass. But outside of that, I mean, I think good positive win across the board for Virginia Tech. And, and Tech made 16 of 16 free throws. Very impressive mark. Tech's second in the country now in free throw percentage, 79.9%. They were 23 of 28 the other day in Raleigh. I mean, they're, they're consistently clutch at the free throw line. And to your point about shooting, when you shoot 61% in the first half and 49% for the game, 
you are always going to have a shot to win, particularly at home. Just 11 turnovers for Tech last night with 16 assists. And when you compare it to the last three games, I crunched the numbers doing my story last night for 30-04. In the past three games, Tech had turned the ball over a combined 49 times to just 38 assists. I thought that was a, a big, big factor in last night's win. Yeah, Tech didn't really turn the ball over a ton. Champadoul uh, had six of them. But, there, but I think... Being back in the comfort of Castle Coliseum with the students, um, that helped. But I also thought that Sean Padula just looked more composed. And, and yes, he turned it over six times. Um, but I thought, as a whole, the team really let the ball do the work. And there weren't too many completely errant passes. There weren't guys dribbling the ball off their foot. It was a pretty clean game for the most part. On the other end, the Hokies turned Boston College over 15 times. They got a lot of deflections. They got their hands in the passing lanes. Those are the type of plays you need to win a game like this when you get out-rebounded 35-22. to 22. But guess what? Virginia Tech did just about everything else right. You talked about 16 for 16 from the free throw line. First time they've done that since 2009 against North Carolina. So it's been a long time. The other thing is, and you mentioned it a minute ago, and you kind of touched on it with the deflections, I thought Tech's defense was actually really good. And I think one of the lost storylines from the win over NC State on Saturday, and you touched on it on the podcast, yeah, they gave up 78 points, but they were really good on Saturday, too. They limited Quentin Post to just 15 points. They're a really good big man, and they limited the Eagles to 33% from three. Virginia Tech is up to 47th in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency. That is really good. Uh, give Mike Young credit. We talked about, a bit, at the beginning of the year, we talked about how the defense needed to step up. The defense has stepped up. Mm-hmm. Tech has taken it up, not just a notch, but multiple notches. This was a team that ranked around 150, I want to say, last year in adjusted defensive efficiency. Up almost 100 spots. That is impressive. What is what What has sold me, I think, the most is the number of big men Virginia Tech has been able to contain. And I I think you could even talk about how Tech's been pretty good in the backcourt, with the exception of Nigel Pack, but he he beat Virginia Tech for Miami, and Hunter Couture didn't play. I think that's a completely different game if Couture plays. But you look at the Clemson win. P.J. Hall, limited to 11 points, averages 20 a game. You look at DJ Burns and NC State, limited to eight points, averages, I want to say, 12 a game. Mm-hmm. Quentin Post, held to 15, averages 17 a game. Malaysia Poti and Lynn Kidd have been awfully good down low. Obviously, Robbie Barron, Makai Long, some of those other guys, them being able to come over and help is really important. Virginia Tech has been good in that area. Might get a little lost at times because Tech doesn't necessarily force a lot of turnovers. And Tech doesn't necessarily hold teams to 35% from the floor. Boston College still shot 50% yesterday. Yep. But it wasn't an easy 50%. I think if Tech Tech coming into this game, the problem had been turnovers. Tech did better in turnovers. Do a little bit better on the boards. Tech's been okay in that area so far this season. I think think this is becoming a very well-rounded group. I want to segue a little bit, kind of going off script for a minute. You touched on Robbie Barron. 
I think he's really, really helping Virginia Tech win right now. Maybe a little bit of a slow start, you know, weaving his way into the system coming over from Northwestern. But you look at what he's done on both ends the last few games. Defensively, he's always been pretty solid, you know, scoring eight or nine points a game now. If you can get that night in and night out from Robbie Barron, you're you're probably going to have a shot to win every single night. Absolutely. I think Robbie Barron is playing good basketball right now. I think he's playing well offensively. I think he's playing pretty well defensively. I think the one thing would be his rebounding. He allowed a, sure. a handful of, of rebounds against BC offensive boards. But, yes, Virginia Tech is getting contributions from him. The one shot that surprised me was it was an off of offensive rebound. He grabbed it and threw it back up. It was like a jumper from just below the, the foul line. He threw it up and swished it yesterday. Him, him contributing... Even like just seven points, that is big for Virginia Tech. He's moving the ball well. The he's a great passer. The offense flows well. He's a good screener. I think I think he's helping Virginia Tech in a lot of different facets. Speaking of contributions, when you're only down to seven, you need contributions from everybody. And Virginia Tech certainly got that last night. Four scores in double figures. Hunter Katsura with 17. Sean Padula with 16. MJ Collins had 11. Lynn Kidd with 10. And then Barron with eight. Elijah Potit with or excuse me, Barron with nine, Melijah Poteet with eight, and Tyler Nickel with five. That's key as well. When you're only playing seven guys, you got to get scores from everybody, and uh, they certainly had that last night. Yeah, Sean Padula, of course, had his uh, some of his miraculous, uh, made a couple more miraculous plays. He had a, that rainbow shot with about four minutes left in, in the second half. That kind of helped Virginia Tech ice the game a little bit. Um, Hunter Couture. Played his 137th game. He he's now played the most games in Virginia Tech men's basketball history. He he was good. I think MJ Collins contributing consistently. That is big. Lynn Kidd had a tough matchup against Quentin Post, but I thought he played okay. Um, he was all right defensively, and he still scored 10. Melajo Potit, I think, has been very underrated. I think he's been very, very good. Maybe doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Eight points. That's not a bad night. And then there's Tyler Nickel, who had maybe a little bit of an off night, but he's playing really good basketball lately. I think this is a Virginia Tech team that is starting to find its groove offensively. You don't want to play without guys, but when when there are fewer men in the rotation, it kind of shortens things up, and, and other guys have to step up. And, and that's what Virginia Tech got last night. Virginia Tech probably in a pretty decent spot now all of a sudden you're back to 500 in conference play i pulled this up mike mcdaniel tweeted this out this morning one and five in quad one games two and two in quad two two and oh in quad three and six and oh in quad four and i know you're tracking that as well how would you evaluate where the Hokies are at right now with georgia tech coming to town this weekend i think tech's in all right spot back to 500 in the acc the question is not going to be i don't think the quality of wins virginia tech has because if Virginia Tech does its job for the rest of the year, it will probably get some. And Tech needs teams like Clemson, teams like NC State, teams like Boise State to continue to fare well. If those, like if those three teams all play pretty good basketball, they could all be Quadrant One wins. They're not right now. That'll change. It'll it'll ebb and flow. I think Tech's an okay spot though. Georgia Tech on Saturday, Duke on Monday. Then you go back on the road. I, I don't know if I necessarily expect Tech to beat Duke, but that's a game that Tech won last year. Duke, Duke is beatable. Pitt just beat 
Duke and Cameron. I, like, this is a Duke team that is kind of struggling with some injuries. If Virginia Tech can can get this, I mean, Virginia Tech needs to get the next one against Georgia Tech. If, if, if the Hokies can get Duke, maybe, it, it'll. for me, it comes down to the number of wins Tech has. I think Tech needs to get close to 19 wins in the regular season. Maybe get that 20th win in the ACC tournament. It, it, it's a combination of quality and and quantity, uh, but I think they're in a all right spot. Some of these some of these games. The problem is that you cannot drop a game that you're supposed to win. Virginia Tech could not drop that game last night. Virginia Tech cannot drop that game on Saturday against Georgia Tech. If you lose those games, that sets you back. And I believe off the top of my head, the Hokies have won four of their last five against Duke and Castle Coliseum. So it has not been a good place for the Blue Devils to play. Now, I don't know if it will go that way this year, but something to note for sure. On the women's side of things, Georgia Tech also comes to town on Thursday. That is a uh, 6 p.m. tip on the ACC Network Extra. What stands out to you about that one? I'm very curious to see if Georgia Amor is going to be back. I'm not sure if I expect her to play, but I think the hope is that she will be back. I have not heard anything new on that front. Still, though, I think the biggest thing is if if you if she's not 100%, obviously you don't want to risk it, head injury. Hopefully the Hokies can have her back for Syracuse. That's a tough one up in the, the JMA Wireless Dome. DeAsia Fair, one of the best players in the ACC. Georgia Tech is an okay team, middle-of-the-pack team. Tech is going to have to come prepared um and i think this is another opportunity if for some reason amor doesn't play for the Hokies to continue to find a groove without her it's easier said than done obviously she is so important in what tech does but this is an opportunity to get kayla king involved who i expect to play she did not have uh, anything on her knee uh no wraps or no brace no nothing on her knee after the game she appeared to be fine after taking that uh, after that collision there in the second half but if you can stack another win and i expect virginia tech to do so the next week is not easy three of the next four are top 25 teams a handful of them a few of them i believe are on the road this is this does not this is not an easy stretch for virginia tech and i think you obviously want a more to play, but I think the players are continuing to find more and discover more about themselves. And I think Kenny Brooks is starting to learn a lot more about his team because there are more question marks, more things that need to be answered. For example, can Samaya Suffern and Carly Wenzel, can that freshman duo handle that kind of spotlight? To some extent, yes. To some extent, no. But you understand that, and when Amor comes back, you have a better understanding of what that group could look like if something happens again. I think Virginia Tech is in a pretty good spot right now. Obviously, four losses to four good teams. Plenty of basketball to be played. Virginia Tech's going to play a lot of really quality people, uh, a lot of quality teams. This is a team that that I think is is trending in the right direction. Very interested to see how Tech responds again with if Amor does not play because that is that is your most important piece. Elizabeth Gidley is your best piece, but Amor is your most important piece. She's the engine. She kind of makes Virginia Tech go. And 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 there are no slouches in this league. No games that I mean, maybe it's out of, it's out of pit. No <laughs> games you can really just put your 
put put your head down, turn off the lights, and go play. You have to always be on. And, and I'm I'm interested to see if Virginia Tech has that same intensity that it did in the second half against Clemson. It's almost in a weird way, too. You mentioned middle of the pack. It feels like Georgia Tech is a team that maybe some people have forgotten about. But the Yellow Jackets, they come in 13-6 and six overall, 4-3 and three in ACC play, and you know maybe could be a sneaky team come tournament time. Yeah, I think sneaky. I think this is this game. If, Virginia, if yeah. Georgia Tech was able to win it, I mean, this is a game that kind of vaults the Yellow Jackets forward. But this is a game of your Virginia Tech you have to take care of. You have to win a game like this. This is a team you should beat. Should, with or without Georgia anymore, in my opinion. I think, yes, Georgia Tech is one of those middle-of-the-pack teams that, that can make some noise. Um, Nell Fortner, um, she's a good coach. She has a good bunch. Her teams have been very, very good in the past. So very curious to kind of see how it shakes out. Coming off of a 69-54 to victory are the Yellow Jackets over Boston College, and Kara Dunn leads the way with 16 points a game. Should be a good one in Castle Coliseum on Thursday night. A lot of basketball coming up, so I'll hand it over to you now. What's coming up on TSL later this week? Lots of basketball. Football schedule release obviously coming out on, on Wednesday. If you're listening to this, you probably already saw maybe the schedule maybe. uh we'll have a podcast on thursday morning i don't think i will be on it i think it's just andy bitter chris coleman and giovanni heater talking about the acc football schedule for probably about 30 45 minutes uh lots of basketball thursday saturday tuesday no sorry monday thursday so like lots of basketball a lot of it in castle over the next week plus wrestling on on friday Hokie Sos, North Carolina, Jack Brizzen, 9 lot of preview on that. Lots of good stuff coming up on TechSound.com. Always lots of good stuff. It's a busy time of year. Luckily, most of it's in Blacksburg. And then the Hokies hit the road again in a couple weeks. David, as always, appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. That's David Cunningham. I'm Carter Hill. And that was your Wednesday installment of TSL Today. TSL Today.